0: Welcome to the Fling Show. Um, I hope everybody's having a great Monday and had a fantastic Easter weekend and were able to spend it with their families and uh, yeah, just had a great time. So we're so excited to be back here with you guys tonight. Uh, we're going to be talking all things Lone Star Classics. So I'm just going to jump right in and, and bring David and uh, or Pimmy. I've never called him David. Bring Pimmy hey. and Chris right. on the show. How are you guys doing tonight? Oh,
1: doing awesome. Good. How are you doing? Thanks for We're coming good. tonight, Chrissy. Thanks for doing this. Did yeah. You... Thanks for coming early because we got we got some basketball to get to. I had to. Oh, yes. I had to. Watch and I can
2: understand why you're calling David. He's kind of father-like anyway, being that old gray hair. So David's formal kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, David. That Lone Star Classic was incredible this weekend. Or we uh might have somebody from around that area that might know a little bit more about that term than we do. What's going on?
1: Well, that's right. Well, just running down, you know, the list. Um, let me just set up set it up a little bit. Um, now when you look at B tiers, they kind of look like championships as far as like the the talent, you know, like on the men's side, you know, you got all these monsters and 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 people that average well above a thousand don't even cash or don't even make the cut. You know, it's just, I'm not sure what the cut line was, but man, it's crazy what disc golf has become. And uh, it's really exciting, exciting to watch, but um, we have a guest tonight who is from our local area. And you and I actually, we met her. um, I don't know how long she had been in the community. It was out there when we went to um, bandit and we met Rachel out there and and she was very new in the sport. And, uh, that's chick chasing chains. We're all, you know, uh, roaming around and we, we got to uh, kind of mingle with those ladies and see what was going on and something really exciting was happening. And meanwhile, Rachel's out there practicing and getting really good at what she does and, uh, goes out and wins a B tier in Austin. And so luckily we, we, uh, She said yes. And she's going to come on the show and tell us about what happened. I'm looking forward to hearing, uh, what Rachel's got to say. Uh, we also have Lisa Fakus coming. Um, big win, big, huge, uh, win of the year in my, in my books, as far as, you know, the money goes, I mean, for a B tier winning $3,500 on a B tier, is just spectacular, man. Congratulations to her, uh, gorilla team teammate. And, uh, End of a champion, and and just you know, just really on the way up, and uh, beat some really really good players. Um, so we're looking forward to hearing from Lisa. Uh, hopefully, Rachel will pop in here in a second. I'd really like to talk to her. Um, there she is. Hey, there she is. what's happening?
3: Hi, how are you doing?
1: <laughs> hey, good. Thanks, and congratulations once again on Thank you. a really big win. Um, looking at the numbers, you, you played well above your rating, you played hot and, and, uh, I'm really, I'm really excited for you when I saw your name on top, because I have a lot of adm- admiration for you. I know you're an artist, I know you're a musician, you know, and then also you and I share this kind of Scottish thing, which is, I just <laughs> found out this year, um, I had this great aunt, uh, call me up one late one night and, uh, and tell me about my heritage and how we came from the clan laymont which
3: oh yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so so anyway i feel this kinship and uh with you but um more than uh more than that you know it's it's cool that somebody from this area took it down and against some really stiff competition and uh congratulations how are yeah,
3: you feeling so <laughs> No, I'm into this, I think whole weekend, it's my first uh, three-day tournament, and it was kind of mentally demanding, just keeping cool for, <laughs> for each day because I've never had the box, you know, on day two or day three. So, and obviously, like, playing against um, Hayley uh, Castrita is also, was so much fun, but also I knew it was going to be challenging. Um, So that was a big part of it as well.
1: Well, so it was a one-stroke victory. I. I think isn't it that, was so so <laughs> yep. was there a lot of back and forth or did you have the box like you said the most of the time or how did that so play out
3: it was oh it was a battle throughout so it really was um especially the final round uh it was you know she would get a birdie and i would take a bogey and then she would take a bogey and i would take a birdie and it was just all the way up to the last home Um we were absolutely at the at the biting side of it so it was uh it was a lot of fun it's always good fun when you really have to work for it as well and she made me work for it
1: (laughs) well isn't that crazy when when that happens when you take a bogey and she takes a birdie what happens Mm -hmm. inside of you you know you're like you're like what am I doing here I'm terrible at this or you know whatever and then you get <laughs> yeah. the birdie and then you're like yeah I'm on top of the world you know this is <laughs> like an ego roller coaster you know it it's, really
3: it was it was like I think the whole point of the whole weekend was to kind of compartmentalize your brain to like not thinking about who that last home went and just focusing on the next one in front of you and trying yeah. to be cool which is
1: you, you said something, and you you probably know which hole I'm talking about. You, you said something about taking a par on a hole that you didn't think you could take a par on. Mm-hmm. And then you found yourself in the same situation again, and you did it again. I think that's what you said. Yes, something yeah. Something similar to that. But what I found was when I'm really competing well, that happens to me with putts. It's like I didn't really have confidence, but it went in, you know, and it's like yeah. it kind of surprises you. Mm-hmm. that's the fun yeah. part of disc golf for me
3: the surprises
1: absolutely.
3: yeah i think that home that you're talking about it was at the met center and i'd only ever played that once and it's a long course and um it's like throwing hard but accurately which you know we don't like Going you know, long, going to evergreen—they're pretty forgiving for at least the amateurs. You just throw it into the wide open space. There's no trees in the way. Whereas at Met Centre, you have to do both. And uh, it was that hole number—is it six or seven? I don't remember exactly which hole it is, but it's a 600-foot it's hole.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: To get up on that that rounded bit, and, mm-hmm. and I both just threw like two massive drives. Right there. And you know, like, got to get up onto that bank without it rolling down. I was like do I risk it do I not risk it (laughs) it was very strategic playing but yeah that's probably the one hole I took a risk on and tried for like a 25 foot putt in the wind and got it in because I knew it didn't go in it was going to roll all the way back down yeah great yeah that was
1: uh, that was going to be my other question is how was the you know when I, I was in Weatherford but I was watching Uh, scores come across but I was also watching the weather and it seemed like y'all had a little bit of weather was was there any mud to deal with yeah so
3: everything was delayed for about two hours on the Saturday due to thunderstorms and it was torrential rain thankfully by the time we teed off it was drier but it was still really muddy and very slippy so the rain tees were in use as well so I'd never seen those before so that was like a whole new perspective on the course so it was kind of
1: their homes looked a little different. But. Rain tees. Mm, mm. Yeah. Haven't so. played the rain tees there. <laughs> uh, what I do know from, you know, my when I used to live in Austin was when it rained, you're the mud just sticks and, and yes, you're maintaining. <laughs> your shoes the whole round you know Mm -hmm. you got a stick or something and you're just getting mud off your feet so is that how it was pretty much yeah it
3: was exactly like that unbonged up shoes uh, well that makes
1: it (laughs) even more impressive than your numbers you know your um, your rating numbers yeah uh, and and playing in those conditions
3: i think i have a slight advantage though in that i don't have a run-up yet so i do just stand and throw
1: that's right that kind of That's gives right. me a wee bit of an advantage. I remember, there. <laughs> I remember from uh Spring Valley, um, mm-hmm. we walked in and video or uh took some pictures of you that time, but yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. So you're still standing yeah. delivery, huh?
3: <laughs> yep. <laughs> so
1: watch out when, when when Rachel gets a run up.
3: So yeah, do well, you plan?
1: I'm... Do you have any plans on working that into your game?
3: I may have started that already. Um, I've I I'm focusing very much on my form at the moment. I'm still able to throw a good distance with us, like just stand still and I don't really want to mess it all up with a with a run-up. Um, but I do feel like I just stand there and throw it. It doesn't look very glamorous or exciting or anything. So we'll see well, how it goes.
1: But, well, like you uh, said though, it really plays in your favour when it gets muddy and nasty like that. Yeah, it really exactly. does. Yeah. So well,
2: I have a quick uh, little question in there as well as one when uh, Hemi had brought up when we met you at Bandit, he kind of just alluded that we also had the opportunity that you uh, uh, obliged us and played in our match play event, which was really the first time I got to watch you play other than a little bit at Bandit because we were running from side to side trying to catch everybody. So being able to watch you play a full couple of rounds is quite impressive. Mm -hmm. But it's been uh, somewhat of a, a unique experience for us is that uh, lately, some of the people with a lot of success also have been uh, have played in our match play and have done very well. So, I would like first off to go ahead and thank uh, us for making you better and uh-huh. how did that play into your, your game? <laughs> yeah, thank so, you. <laughs> you know, every shot, every round, every hole being watched and being filmed did that help you at all you know i like to take a little credit but i'm just asking
3: i would say so (laughs) yeah i mean especially at the met center like it's coming around to where hq was and like you knew that the pros were there, like, standing, watching, and, I mean, at the end of my round at Swordstone, I came back to the Met Centre, and, like, Paige Pierce is standing right there, and you're just, like, (laughs) a little fangirl. I couldn't even bring myself (laughs) to ask her for a photograph, because I was, you know, too blown away, but, um, yeah, definitely, like, the, having been filmed by you guys on the match play made a big difference to, kind of, my focus, and at Swordstone, I mean, Swordstone, for me, was a really difficult course, because of the elevation, we don't have that here in Houston, and having like Haley's dad was like there with the camera, and like you know there were like quite a few cards around, and it was just like trying to keep that focus. So definitely you guys filming us at Bandit all those times and like, for the match play. Good job, Chris. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> hey, that was that was you
2: too, Amy. I'm just saying, and I not only mean that in jest. But it was it's it's so wonderful. What I really was trying to say it's just so wonderful to see people becoming so much getting so much success in this uh, disc golf, especially after seeing where they started and where they're getting to. And that is, I think just incredible. And it's wonderful to see what you did this weekend because I was down in Austin and I left where I was from at 10 o'clock going down Mopac and could not see probably just a few feet in front of me. So I know exactly what kind of rain you were going through and I was trying to yeah. get out to their country and I think like you said, it ran a good two hours with some really bad rain. So yeah. I can only imagine what that course must have been like. But like you said, being a stand and deliver definitely helps you um, in in that case. Because Meredith, one of our other uh, cohorts in our fling show is a very, a very good stand and deliver uh, thrower as well. Uh, so well done. Very well done. Yeah.
3: Thank you very much. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Well, so um, let's see, I guess if, if you have any sponsors or if there's somebody you'd like to thank, um, for, uh, your fabulous win in FA two.
3: Yeah. Um, well, obviously like here in Houston, the chicks chasing chains has been kind of where I've become more confident and I've only been playing for just over a year and they have just been so supportive and, you know, running our little leagues that we do and it's really built confidence and, um, when Meredith, like run, ran the clinic as well, uh, that Chrissy was at. It was like Chris Kay, how I need to do it forehand and that I can't tell you how many times I had to do that this weekend when I've had no forehand, you know, so yeah, running these clinics is really important for like people like me. who's just starting to learn how to do everything. So, yeah, I really appreciate that. So thank you.
1: Yeah. I need to hit up those ladies too and learn a forehand. Right, Chris. <laughs>
2: oh i'll play with chrissy this weekend and she has quite the forehand trust you me
1: oh i know i've seen it i've seen it on video uh, well thanks rachel um Anna, and thank once you. again congrats um and thank you. congrats on that beautiful artwork in the background oh
3: yes thank you yeah. <laughs> thanks for having me guys yeah
1: thanks, thanks for coming Bye. bye
2: Wow, that was awesome. I, like I said, it's just amazing the, the success you get to see, especially with the local girls doing so well, traveling to Austin, too, not knowing that course very well, yeah. only playing it just one time. Elevation, beforehand.
1: elevation is not a joke. I mean, I it, moved to Kansas yeah. City, and it took me months to figure out those elevated courses and to go in there. One thing I meant to ask her, I wonder if that was her weakest round. I'll have to go back and look at her numbers. Uh, on which course but you know as far as i think
0: her division played swordstone the first and the third round so she had to play that course twice
1: wow so she basically Mm -hmm. took it down on a course she had never played
0: and i can attest to those two courses out there they are hard and they're hard in different ways um Mm -hmm. because the met center is long with ridiculous amounts of ob and and Swordstone is, if not like short per se, but it's rocky and it's elevated and it's technical. Um, so very unique courses in their own sense. And so that it, that's tough to come up to those two courses and play basically blind. So that's amazing. Rachel did so good.
1: Where is Swordstone?
0: Swordstone is in Spicewood.
1: Okay. That's I always want to say
0: trip. Dr- Springs, but it's not in dripping springs it's in spicewood definitely west it's about 45 minutes from the met center so they actually had quite a trek between going to the two courses for sure
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially awesome. with that rain and i was driving through spicewood at that time that's where i was heading west to spicewood to pick up a friend of mine who lives there so yeah that rain was terrible it was yeah terrible.
0: yeah and you know the elevation makes swordstone difficult with the rain because it gets slippery and those rocks are it's very treacherous and then the the med center it just gets like a mud pit it's that course is miserable when it rains right. um so two again two very different but equally tough challenges i was laughing there was somebody who posted a live video at the headquarters of Swordstone on Saturday morning when the pro ladies were over there playing and they were playing imaginary jump rope, trying to, (laughs) trying to stay warm and uh, stay pumped up during that two hour rain delay. That's Mm. nuts.
2: Wow. Yeah. Hemi, you were mentioning something about the purse that they took in for the, for the ladies in there added extra cash. What were you thinking about that?
1: Um, Well, I mean, you know that's that's the thing that i really want to know i want to find out you know i kept posting it um here and there just to kind of get some some feelers out as to how that comes about you know um it was uh, some development company i guess that was part of the met center um and uh you know like real estate development uh, you know company i guess that put put the money up i'm not sure i really if anybody knows let us know it's one of the reasons why we wanted to have ken and sorry we didn't have ken on tonight he had some things that he had to address uh dealing with the tournament so uh he wasn't able to come but you know those are things that ken could have answered for us but somehow they managed to get thirty thousand dollars out of cash and they and they designated ten of it just for the the women uh pros which i think is amazing and you know one thing that a question i had for ken is you know has there first of all is this the hottest the best paying b tier of the year and and uh show me a better one because i I clicked around and i couldn't Mm -hmm. find um more than 500 hundred dollar payout for a for Mm -hmm. an open uh women's open field you know Anywhere. Yeah. And she made $3,500. She made $3,000 over what most B tiers are paying. Yeah. And the other thing, too, that I find interesting is it's not like playing for your friend's money. You know, it's a situation to where, because that's what we do in disc golf for the most part, we pay, we're gambling against each other's money. And how big the field is determines how much you're going to make. But that's Mm -hmm. not the case here there was a set amount of money for this tournament for those players. And that's the added cash. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, that's, that's what was the most impressive thing. So I'm excited to hear, let's, let's see if we can, um, get Lisa in here and, and, uh, let's hear from her. Have have we heard from her? Is she around? Not yet that
0: I know of.
1: Okay. Well, I do have a
0: little bit of, not, not history on the Lone Star Classic. You know, I don't know all of the ins and outs of Zydeco development and Tito's and how Ken and Wendy managed to pull off the kind of numbers. I do know that Lone Star filed to be, this is the third year of the Lone Star Classic um, mm-hmm. that I can remember. And I know la- last year or this year, it was going to be filed as an eight year. Um, obviously there was more than enough added cash to qualify as an A tier. Um, but the PDGA has some standards set in place that a tournament has to run as a B tier for either two or three years before they can bump up to that A tier status. Um, so I fully, fully expect the Lone Star Classic in the next year or two to become a full-fledged A tier and to become a serious part of the Texas swing that, um, that the pros just finished you know they played oh they played waco belton texas states and this one was right after those and um you know i, I fully expect a larger number of those big name pros obviously we had you know Paige pierce sarah Hoke, and rebecca cox um there were some huge names on the female and the male side of it but next year it's just going to keep getting bigger which is just amazing
1: you know, you had you know, you had huge amount of of talent on the men's side. You know, mm-hmm. pretty much, pretty much a you know, the people that were on the pro tour, with sure, a few, with a few exceptions. You know,
0: yeah, yeah, I know some of them have skirted up to headed up to Arkansas. I think Jonesboro is the next one. So there were some who were going to go. You know, start getting prepared. But I mean, you know, huge shout out to the pros who stuck around and played in. Our little Austin, Texas B-tier.
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks, well, guys the qu- and girls. The
2: I have for that, though. I'm looking at the requirements between A-B and A-tier and the B-tier. They did play three rounds, did they not?
0: Yes, they did.
2: It, with all that added cash, it's it makes it an A-tier. Maybe they didn't set it up as one. That's the confusing thing about it is that you only have to be in a tiers, you have to add $3,000 added cash to the pros. With a hundred percent payout of it, and then on the uh, the B tier, it's seven hundred fifty dollars cash. So that's very strange. I'd like to know why he didn't go to the A tier route because the difference is very minimal, especially because think- it really it's three. It's just the whole minimum is thirty six versus fifty four, but most B tiers run three anyway. So that's very mm-hmm. odd. That's very odd because you would think would, if he put thirty thousand dollars, you would think he already had three thousand, especially if, yeah. you're 30, if you're giving ten to the lady. So I'd like to know. Maybe that's why he didn't come on this evening. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Yeah, and one really quick clarification on the 10000 that was added to the females. That was added to all female pro divisions. So in this tournament, there was FPO and there was FP40. So that $10,000 was split between those two divisions accordingly based on their numbers and stuff. Just wanted to throw that out there because I know yeah. that's not very super common knowledge.
1: Yeah, and that in which... Uh... Um, Melinda Ring took that one down over Des, and Des was leading by two um at one point I was watching that one and going rooting for Jet I don't know Melinda um but congrats on that and then there's Danielle Vargas down there I see in the top four yeah. she's a she's a longtime Austin player and
0: yes she is she's been
1: at it for a long time Christina Gold some names that I, I recognize but and yeah. then Jay. What about Jay?
0: Jay? Jay, yeah. won his
1: division, Chris. Took he down
0: SP 50
1: Yeah, Yeti. And killed him. You know, nine-stroke <laughs> victory. Congrats, <laughs> who Jay. Was, I
0: can't remember who walked away with the SP 40 win, though.
1: Uh, FP40. It,
0: it was uh, a bat, It was a battle between Patrick Brown and yeah, Dave. Feldberg. That's yeah, right. I
1: saw his post. Uh, I read his post um, before I actually saw the numbers. Yeah, he won uh, seven stroke. Um, he fine like he like he said, he finally had a good round, and that was his last round, which was a uh, like a ten sixty three round. That's wow! Nice. Yeah, have, that's you had,
0: have you guys had the opportunity to watch any of the post production coverage that GK Pro put out yet? Not yet. Uh-huh. Watch the Swordstone round. It's round. I mean, obviously, if you can watch round one first, but round two, it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was a fun one to watch for sure. Um, Nate Perkins and Bradley Williams do the commentating on oh, cool. uh, on those, and they're really good. Yeah, Bradley Bradley's Williams, great. He's so knowledgeable and he has um, some really good insight and uh, and he explains. You know, he explains his 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 thought process really well. And so it was actually really nice to, to listen to him and Nate, um, commentate on that video. It was great. And Matt Oram he was just fun to watch. He has, he's got a great persona and, uh, so that, that post-production coverage was amazing.
1: Yeah. I'll check into that. I've had opportunities. I've played with Matt before a long time ago. He was a lot younger. Um, but he's up there for <laughs> it now. That's, weren't we all
2: that's, yeah I okay mean, well he
1: still looks I, like a baby to me but you know um
2: i got two questions to ask you two pros give us a little update you david first and what you got planned coming up this weekend and uh what's going on and what's not going on fill the people in and then of course i want chrissy to step in after that
1: w- well unfortunately for me I, i've you know i'm dealing with this uh groin injury and and uh, I'm probably gonna have to pull out of the uh, Spring Wide Open, unfortunately. Um, three courses that I'm very familiar with, and and that I can, you know, course that I can do well on. You know, I'm just uh, I'm thinking it's probably best that I take a rest. You know, so that's where I'm at and as far as you know chrissy watching coverage i've been like i have not had a tv on I mean, for two weeks the only thing i've kind of watched is scrolled a little bit of of basketball we watched basketball on a big screen so i've been kind of taking a break from my medias and stuff except for mm-hmm. you know just kind of getting my thing um uh you know focused uh, in arts and stuff like that but um anyway how about you chrissy what you got going on
0: Um, well, I first want to apologize for not playing in the Lone Star Classic this weekend. Um, I was signed up. I was registered all the way up until like Monday or Tuesday, maybe a few days before that. And I just, um. You know, I've been I've been playing all these big tournaments, and I've still been working my forty-hour work week in between. So I just was at a point where I was like, "Man, I, I just like I just can't. I'm so tired." And you know, and you guys could tell on the show last week. It's not it's no secret that I've been struggling a little bit. So I took the weekend off, and um, and I had a really good time. Actually, Chris McClung was up in our area. Yes. And we met him out at Zilker Park on Friday. And if you guys follow my Facebook, um, Neil and I went to the Zilker Botanical Gardens right before we met Chris and, uh, he had some, some fun. We did some Austin touristy type things. And uh, then we played that amazing round with Chris. It was so much fun. And at the very end, we ran into Christianity and Joe Hamlin. They, uh, they were picking up their bird Pele from the vet. <laughs> and uh <laughs> it was awesome. That was so cool. And so yeah, uh this weekend I will be headed down you guys' way for the Spring Wide Open. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm so excited to get back out there. I have played Spring Valley and I've played Windwood. I've never played Northside Christian before. So I'll be going into that one blind. <laughs> you'll eat
2: that. You'll eat that one up.
1: Yeah, with okay. your forehand.
2: You'll like the lefty friendly. You've got
1: like a foot forehand. You'll like the oh, lefty he, too. I forgot. I
0: was gonna say, yeah. Yeah. You, if you're up for uh if you're up for walking around, you know, if, if you don't end up playing, I could always use a support person on that course.
1: Hey, I'm down. I'll be there for sure. Yeah, he, could, he
2: could tell you exactly where to go, where not to go, especially oh, yeah. on one and eighteen. Those are really the only two holes. I think yeah. that you just have to kind of know the wind and, and yeah. know where the land in spots, so especially being a lefty on 18. Emmy's got that one down pretty good. Awesome.
0: Yeah. I, could, I could use some good insight. Um, and then, you know, after that, uh, the next thing I can think of is Women's Global. Uh, our event here in Smithville, we're up to, I think, 54 women registered. And I think the Houston one is sold out. So, and that's 72 spots. So, you're looking at 120, you know, women between uh, 130 women between Houston and Austin and San Antonio playing disc golf on May 8th. So, that's that's going to be
1: incredible. Isn't that?
2: And Hemi was just talking about the other day, seeing when we saw 21 or 22 people show up for the Mm -hmm. CCC League. And now to hear that, 72 and 54. Yeah, man, that's awesome. It just makes me happy inside. That's for sure. and
0: I know you know Meredith is is heavily involved on her side in Houston and me and Stephanie and Renee of Mint Discs were heavily involved in the one in Austin and I think that when women's tournaments are ran by women uh it's you know it's a recipe for success (laughs) and we you know we know what we want and we know what we like to see at a tournament so it's fun to kind of be in control of that and make sure that we're providing the best possible experience for these women because for so many of them it's their first tournament and uh which is also really exciting but also kind of sets a I don't want to say unrealistic standard because all tournaments are wonderful but there is something to be said for going and playing a tournament like women's global or texas women's where you know everything is catered to the women and then going and playing you know like a a normal co-ed tournament or whatever and you're like oh okay this is more along the lines of what a normal tournament's like
1: (laughs) Get like just a false illusion, maybe. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah for sure.
1: But those well, are special. It's those those it's are special. A
2: little bit. It's changing.
0: It is absolutely.
1: Yeah, and I mean we don't we don't know we don't have your perspective, but I mean it's nice to have events like that where you can create these. Um, I don't know. They're kind of like um, milestones. Kind of like you get to this point, and once you create something and you and you make it happen. Um, then it's easier to visualize it happening on on yes. and for, you know, moving forward on other events. So
0: absolutely.
1: It's, um, it's a stepping stone. To
0: yeah. it well, is, I know I look is.
1: forward to you being here on at, at SV
2: because I get to announce everybody off the box. Yay! So everybody who's teeing off at SV, I'll be announcing it the whole weekend. I look really forward to that. And uh, I can't wait to see you come down and play. And It was a pleasure playing with you this weekend. Um, especially you throwing all this brand new disc. And I definitely want you to, unfortunately you only have like three more left. I was going to say you could show people what you had as far as your inventory, but heck you went through 50. I'm like, there were nothing. And also like to thank you for mine as well. It was beautiful. Uh, unexpected, but thank you so much. Can
0: I show it off?
1: <laughs> oh, please do. Let's see it. Uh, Let's see.
0: Oh, there, there, you go. Oh,
1: there you go. Oh, cool.
2: Thank yeah. yeah. Plastic, That's nice. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: so this is a mint disc bobcat, which is one of their very overstable mid ranges. And this one's in the internal plastic, which is, like you said, kind of like the champion plastic. And it's got some really nice glitter specks in it. I have three left. So
2: that's it. That's it. And what was are that? You, are you that throwing those or are you selling the plastic
0: them? plastic that I got. You got um, you got apex plastic, which is closer to a star plastic. So it's not right. that like translucent kind of plastic. It's more, yeah, it's just a bit more uh like solid. And beautiful, I guess.
2: beautiful. Love your blue swirly. It's awesome. I'll show it to you. Hemi, this weekend. It's awesome. And
1: Chris, Chris is gonna deface it by putting a longhorn across. No, its... not this one. No, not okay, this good.
2: Because it's got yeah. her initials on it. There's yeah. no way. I'll put one on the inside. That way, somebody
1: says, hey, what you doing with that? But I'm not going to put it on the outside of that one. It's too pretty. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess um, we're not going to get to have Chris um, Lisa, Lisa on. Yeah, Yeah. That's too okay. bad. But that's we'll catch her next time. Um, how the plane she's been work. on once. She's been on once before. Um, and uh, But that's, that's how it okay. works. We'll see her again. She'll win again, for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. She'll be back, for sure.
1: She'll be back. <laughs> But um, I look forward to seeing you guys and, and you Chrissy and uh, Chris doing your thing at Spring Valley. That's going to be fun. Um, Chrissy, good luck to you. Thank you. uh, If you need anything, like I said before, we we're here and uh, you know, hospitable, whatever, you, if you don't mind six, uh, I mean, uh, three dogs and four cats. um. (laughs) Hey, I already
2: told you to come here and I got five dogs. So but we're close, but I think she's already got that taken care of.
1: Yeah.
2: Hey, I'll reach out to our, our production guy this weekend. We always don't want to forget about Matt and ML Productions, he does a great job for us, but he's also playing this weekend. He's been playing very well lately. Got an ace last week last week or so. So uh-huh.
0: uh, I think I saw Christopher Cox on the registration list, too. Oh,
2: yeah. And Chris
1: Cox and
0: with, Chris. A, with a win. And Meredith. And, so, yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I'm playing with Meredith tomorrow to get her ready. So, we're going to be out of Spring Valley for league. So, getting her cool. ready for that. Yeah. So,
0: well, it's yeah. going to be a, it's going to be a slinging weekend.
2: <laughs> it should. Yes, it should. And you got your disc golf famous shirt. We see. Did you get that one?
0: I did. I was going to wear it tonight, but I ran out of time. But <laughs> it is amazing. It's the best shirt ever. And I will definitely be rocking it next week. That's for sure.
2: Right on. Yeah. Simi awesome. did a great job.
1: Thanks, yeah. guys.
0: Yeah, it doesn't
1: get better than that. That's so cool. Well, appreciate it. All right.
0: right.
1: I guess uh, that's it for tonight. Mm -hmm. And um, thanks for uh, everything you do, Chrissy. Likewise. uh, Look look forward to seeing you this weekend. Good luck.
2: Thank
0: you. Y'all have a good night. You
1: too. Play disc golf.
2: Yeah. Play disc golf. Play disc golf.